welcome back to The Report, brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. I'm Will Smith, an EMS and emergency medicine physician in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I am also a clinical assistant professor affiliated with the University of Washington and the co-founder of the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Project. We are keeping up to date with the latest research on SARS-CoV-2 and the disease it causes, COVID-19. We bring you real-time data from the research to help guide best practices as the pandemic continues to unfold. For complete summaries and links to each article to review further, please visit our website at covid19lst.org. Here's Jasmine, my co-founder with today's episode. Thanks, Will. And on today's episode, the positive predictive value of anosmia, early proning in conscious COVID-19 patients, and in mental health is social distancing and masks leading to an identity crisis. The report for June 1st, 2020. By the numbers, as protests over systemic and racial injustice continue throughout cities all over the U.S., the COVID-19 pandemic is also highlighting these disparities, with Black Americans accounting for only 13% of the population, but 24% of the deaths. Climate. A research letter published in JAMA that analyzed pharmacy records during the pandemic found a 1,977% increase in fills for hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. The authors warn that this sharp increase in demand may lead to medication shortages for patients who require these for the treatment of their chronic conditions such as systemic lupus erythematosus and rheumatoid arthritis. Clinical statisticians outline recommendations on how to adapt clinical trials both during and after the pandemic, emphasizing the balance between safety and protecting the integrity of the trials. Epidemiology A retrospective cohort study of 92 patients in Italy analyzed obesity and COVID-19 severity, finding that obese patients in the age group around 67 years versus an older age group around 76 years had a higher risk of ICU admissions and assisted ventilation, even after adjusting for age, sex, and other comorbidities. In pediatrics, a case series conducted at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia found evidence to support multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, or MISC, in six patients with COVID-19. They report two notable findings associated with the condition that include the development of neurological symptoms and hyponatremia. They note MISC resembles Kawasaki disease in clinical features and response to therapeutics, emphasizing the need for further research to determine if MISC is a distinct clinical syndrome or an atypical presentation of Kawasaki's disease. Understanding the pathology. Molecular docking analysis found an increased affinity between dithymoxyquinone and the SARS-CoV-2 S-protein and human ACE2 receptor interface. This binding could disrupt host recognition and the S-protein pathway for disease progression, suggesting dithymoquinone as a potential natural antiviral that is worth further investigations. Management Additional guidelines published today for COVID-19 patient management include nutritional therapy delivered to critically ill patients and heart failure. Clinicians at New York Presbyterian Hospital described their protocol to place non-intubated, awake, mobile, and hemodynamically stable COVID-19 patients in the prone position 
in order to prevent worsening respiratory failure. A case series of 98 COVID-19 patients found that corrected QT intervals were longest when azithromycin and hydroxychloroquine were used in combination when compared to each drug alone. Additionally, 62% of the patients in the study taking both drugs reached a critical QT prolongation of over 500 milliseconds, which is 60 milliseconds above baseline, leading to a significant concern for fatal dysrhythmias. And to help you adjust your practice during this pandemic, we present guidelines and recommendations for practice, including how to resume electrodiagnostic testing and how to promote psychosocial well-being in children. These can all be referenced on our report online at covid19lst.org. A retrospective study comparing colorectal cancer surgery patients before and during the pandemic in China found that other than slightly longer hospital stays and increased patients from out of town, all other metrics such as procedure safety and outcomes revealed no significant differences, suggesting that it is safe and feasible to perform colorectal surgery during a pandemic. Research and Development A cohort study of 11 COVID-19 positive children found that 18% of children had negative buccal swabs in spite of positive nasopharyngeal swabs, and buccal SARS-CoV-2 was undetectable by day 8 of the illness despite continued viral detection in the nasopharynx. These results suggest that buccal specimens are inferior to nasopharyngeal specimens for COVID-19 screening. A prospective cohort study of 1,788 patients in an Australian screening clinic found that the presence of either the loss of smell or taste exhibited a positive predictive value for COVID-19 positivity of only 9.3%, suggesting that while these are more common in COVID-19 patients, these should not be used as a screening tool for COVID-19. Mental Health and Resilience Social scientists in the United Kingdom worry that the social representations of COVID-19, such as social distancing and mask wearing, could lead to identity threats through loss of routine, changes to interpersonal relationships, and lack of connection between people, indicating the importance of adaptive ways to address this threat. Silver Linings The COVID-19 pandemic has negatively impacted the antibiotic supply chain for life-threatening infections from antimicrobial-resistant bacteria, sometimes abbreviated as AMR. Although increased global awareness of the public health impacts of personal hygiene from the pandemic contributes to the first-line defense in combating AMRs. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay informed with us. Read less, do more. With With COVID-19LST.org.